Queens of the South, your Unrel sub podcast, but it's not becoming the better podcast of the two. Uh, we obviously are the Queens here. Jess, Kelly, welcome. This is our World Cup special. We are at Midway Pub. We literally just got done watching the US hammer. Thailand. It was a great game. Pray for Thailand. Pray for Thailand. <laughs> Hashtag pray for Thailand. Uh, because that was a, that was a, and I mean, blowouts are normally like, would you think like four zeros, but we're looking at 13-0, which is a record setting blowout, by the way, in a World Cup. The previous record was held by Germany, and we've now topped that because it was 11-0 and now it's 13-0 US. So, yeah. I mean, uncomfortable to watch as a neutral. <laughs> uncomfortable to watch, you? to watch as a goalkeeper. I mean, I, I've had a few of those. I've been part of a couple of those games. I've, I, I've led in 13, 14 goals before. And then, you had a game like that? Uh, yes, I've led in 20 goals against QPR once and I'm still traumatized. I was 10. I got voted player uh, of the game. I mean, still 20 goals. It still traumatizes me 14 yes. years later. But we'll get back to that game. How's yes. the uh, World Cup going for you right now? Are you loving this I soccer fever? Because it's exactly the way we said it was going to be when we were heading into the World Cup, right? We expected a lot of these teams to come in really level-footed. We saw a lot of the teams who were considered favorites, right? So Germany in particular was is considered a favorite in this entire tournament, considered be, to be one of the teams that could go all the way. And they came in a little flat-footed mm -hmm. when they played, a, a, you know, and I'm, I'm blanking right now, but they played against, um, why am I missing It's because we've watched 20 games. We've watched 20 the games in the week, and I literally, Anyway, Germany came in a little flat-footed, so it's that it's that issue of China. Oh, China. Yeah, China. Like, you know how I remembered because Jay and I had a Twitter argument about the physical size of players, and what I was talking about is Germany. Their physical stature yes. is far superior. They China were dirty. We're gonna use the word they dirty. I'm gonna say dirty. it. They we were like dirty. That word, but we're using it was that tactics. Word. It was tactics. It was they came tactic. out. Okay, this is the word I'm gonna use. They were chippy. They were chippy. They were trying to leave their feet in a little bit late. They were trying to ruffle up. When ruffle. you come in studs up multiple times. Let's get the metaphors. They were ruffling, ruffling feathers. And it worked. They ruffled. Feathers. When you break a feather, <laughs> it's not ruffling feathers. Well, they ruffled really hard and it worked. Germany was shook. shook. And China, you know, their game plan was different. They've always been this weak little petite side of right. mini little Chinese people that weren't physical. They came in and they played hard. They played strong. They potentially played a little bit dirty. I think there was some gamesmanship there, but guess what? If I'm a Chinese player, I'm okay with how we play because we ruffled those feathers. Mm -hmm. It sucks that some of the German players are out injured. That's yep. not a good thing. No. But you know what? It was effective. It was a good game plan for them. It absolutely was effective. They disrupted the play of Germany, one of the one of the real true contenders in this tournament, and they just stifled them, which is very impressive. There were a lot of games that were like this when we saw the Argentina game, right? Argentina came out, wasn't expected to do very well in that game against Japan and and squandered them. They disrupted their play, they disrupted their momentum. You see Argentina, a side that's been to a few World Cups, but hasn't really garnered any points. And, let's just... and they got their first because they came out with a plan. They held their defensive lines and they they took it mm -hmm. to the very end of that game. Absolutely. Zero, zero. That's impressive. Let's remove today's game. 
yeah. just get rid of this, treat this game as an anomaly. There really hasn't been, and I know there's been a couple of four zeros, but it's been a very equal playing field. Until today, there's never really felt like a true blowout. You've never looked at the, the game France and felt uncomfortable, wow. even with the Jamaica game, with these games. You never watched the game and felt uncomfortable. Yes, yes I would agree with that, but I, I still feel like the France versus South Korea game was a blowout. Okay. Yeah. But in terms of today, let's just use this as a, a ballpark. Most games in this tournament are closer than they've ever been before, and that is such a positive thing for women's football. It shows that women's football is being appreciated across the world, and no longer are there three or four powerhouses in this tournament, and that makes it so much more fun for the neutral. I've had so many people comment about how this is their first real experience of women's football, and suddenly they're thinking, okay, this is pretty good, and that's because there aren't blowouts, because Bar today, they're not fun to watch as a neutral, and it's hard to... I still think they are, though. I mean, when you look at the game that was played play today, uh, the, the Dutch, the Netherlands, against New Zealand, that was a very entertaining game to watch. The New, Zealand's are, are, the New Zealanders are not a team that you would expect to come in and hold New Zealand. But those are fun. I'm saying close games yeah. are more fun. Yeah. Far apart games aren't fun, but like I say, What's so cool is the fact that women's soccer is being invested in. Let's get on to that. New Zealand yes. versus Netherlands. You talked yes. about that briefly. How was I that did. game? That game was in incredibly enticing to watch, right? So you saw a team, New Zealand, who had a lot of clear-cut chances. Gregorius had at least two good shots on goal. Could have easily slotted it in if, if our footing would have been a little bit more stable. And then you would have seen a game where the Netherlands are down 1-0 to New Zealand, which going into this game, I myself thought the Netherlands were going to steamroll this game. I mean, right? I Netherlands are European champions. They're coming in strong. You've, and got, we've, you've got two people, you two women who play for Arsenal who just won the league, right? You've got another woman who plays for Lyon. You've got their top three strikers in that formation that could just blow people out of the water. But you've got Riley, their defensive left back, who just completely shut down that left wing. And that's what's cool. It's good for the sort of underdog how equal they're staying in the game but at the same time you have to look at these favorites and wonder are they getting too comfortable are they underestimating their competition potentially and are they coming out with the right game plan you have to look at the dutch coach and wonder did they underestimate the kiwis and when you watch her goal celebration at the end she is so relieved and, and it was a sub it was a substitute by the way yeah so it, she, she redeemed herself potentially yes. potentially yes. her starting lineup wasn't correct she redeemed right. herself with her substitution and you know what the netherlands will feel like they got away with one but as much as the new zealand are going to be heartbroken with that sort of uh, stoppage time goal that i predicted by the way i saw i saw it coming it's been you said a 2-1 though i know i said 2-1 but yeah, i said right but you got the stoppage heart, time heartbreaking right. loss i think my term was New Zealand will be bummed out about that, but they have a lot of positives to take from this game. And I tell you, that group is going to be a tough one to get out of. There's a lot of uh, close, close teams in there. I think, I think looking at the, the all four teams in that group, I think New Zealand has a really, really good shot now if they play their cards right. Of, Getting out of the group stage a second, if not a very top contender for the third, and I said that. 
New Zealand has to hold their own against the teams they'll play against, but I really feel like they've got a very, very good shot of getting out of that group, either second or first spot of the third grouping that goes into the, the knockout rounds. And you know I'm rooting for them because that flag looks a little bit like the uh, Great British flag, you know? Co colony forever! Let's go, Kiwis! We're not doing colonies forever. <laughs> That's not in this first test. <laughs> um, moving on, we have the, in my opinion, right before the the, the time that was stopped for the um, the lightning delay, right? So the, the severe weather delay. I thought Chile had a really good hold of this match. We're talking about the Chile uh, Sweden match, obviously. Chile, in my opinion, coming up to where that break stopped, had a really good chance of getting a, a, a point on the board. They held Sweden to their own. Uh, they disrupted their play just like every other team has, Argentina, China, be it whatever it is. And, and we were really looking at a, a team that could contend. But I'll tell you what the difference is in all of these games. It's the level of professionalism that these players have in their domestic careers. Now, when you look at a team like Sweden, there's a lot of professional leagues in Sweden, in Scandinavia, in Europe. When you compare that to Chile, where South Americans are only just starting to invest in female soccer, these teams are working so hard for 80 plus minutes. Yeah. They're working their butts off. They're playing a really exhausting style of play because they never have the ball. They're no, constantly they having don't. to run. They're constantly having to shift. They're constantly having to make makeup runs. They're exhausted. And that's why we're seeing so many goals in this tournament in the last few minutes. That is the difference between professional soccer and amateur soccer. One group is training every single day, playing week in, week out. The other is having a full-time job. They're not fully able to commit to their careers. And that is why teams that do not invest in professional domestic soccer will not be able to compete in the World Cup. It doesn't matter how much heart you have. It doesn't matter how much spirit you have. It doesn't matter how much work ethic you have. Because I would say Chile Top Sweden on all three of those things. Work ethic, hard. Well, when you also work, look at the game, right. the game with Cameroon, right? So Cameroon, the federation with Cameroon can't actually adequately play, uh, pay the players who are traveling to the World Cup. And this is not only on the women's side; this is on the men's side. So it's a federation for Cameroon itself that can't adequately uh, uh, provide for playing, provide for practice time, provide for friendlies. And you see a team like that that has the ability and the speed for Cameroon to really, if with practice and with time, the money could compete. There. But the money's not there. It is about the investment. It's about uh, the South American teams finally getting the investment. It's about these African teams finally getting the investment, right? And Jamaica, and that end as well. Jamaica, with their, with their coaching staff, not even being paid for this tournament, you're seeing a lot of African teams, a lot of South American teams that aren't at that precipice yet of paying for and investing in these women's teams. And I think that we're seeing with this World Cup, even with the little amount of resources that these teams have, they're still showing so up potential. and showing out. Look at There's four years' so time. There's so much potential. Four years' time is going to be exciting because I know if you give if you give Jamaica, if you give Cameroon, if you give Argentina, if you give Chile, the money and the infrastructure to be allowed to compete like the Europeans, right? Like, like the U.S., like Canada. We are really going to see an even better World Cup because then we're all on the same plane. Then and we're we getting the adequate 
resources for those female players to just get better. Absolutely. We won't get into it today, but this is why I'm telling you, the US, if they do not adapt their professional league for women, if they yes. do not expand across the states, if they do not change the pay-to-play model that develops only one group of children to be the best soccer players, yep. four years time, eight years time, 16 years time, this is about You're gonna the see future. a Cameroonian team who decided to invest smoke them. It's, and it's exciting. It's a good time to be alive and it's a good time for people to see and hopefully this is a wake-up call for anyone that doesn't value the investment in women's soccer. Back to the Chile-Sweden yes. game. I want to talk about goalkeepers. You know goalkeeping is my thing. Christian Endler. Oh my god, what a game. That save on the touchline where she can barely see the ball and gets a hand to it. The quickness and the, the reactions. reactions of saving that goal. I mean, that's the best goal save we've seen this entire tournament. Absolutely, but as I mentioned with Jason the other day, the level of female goalkeeping is blowing out the roof for so long. Schneider with Jamaica. Uh -huh. For so long, women's goalkeeping has been seen as the, the weak link. Yep. People have began to respect women's field players. They began to see, okay, they're pretty technical. Okay, they can do these turns, they can do these crosses, but everyone has always looked at the goalkeepers as a weak link. Yeah. And we still see some weak links. We've yes. seen it in some games, but for those teams, for those female goalkeepers that are playing at the highest level, I mean, Chile's goalkeeper plays in France, she plays for PSG. Yep. You can see the difference that they make in this game and the quality they have, and it's fantastic to sort of see the game equalizing. And she we kept them in that game. Oh, absolutely. And what was impressive about her was the fact she was a leader. I loved seeing, even after she'd let in the goal, it wasn't her fault, obviously, but no. even as she'd let in the goal, she brought this group of young Chilean players in gathered them in a group and together just... and told her, look, get your heads up, let's get out of this. Yeah. And I mean, Chile, like we said, we've said it time and time again, it's all about the investment in the female game. Yeah. These players, bar, bar her and a couple of others maybe, barely play at a professional level. Yeah. They hung in there, neck and neck. Yeah, Schneider is 19. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Schneider's 19, but she plays in college. It's a little bit different. We, I mean, she's still 19. She has potential. Like I say, I said actually cool. And it. by the way, I said the U.S. missed out. On you missed out on Schneider. That's an unbelievable talent that's coming up, and she had to go to Jamaica. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's it's too young to tell. Goalkeepers bless her. I don't know. I think, Most, I think her reaction to her and, and her ability to read the players and read the, the momentum of the strikers coming forward. Goalkeeper. She's <laughs> she's a really good talent. She's a good eyes. talent, but she's got a long way to tidy up her game. 19 is very young for a goalkeeper. You see, goalkeeper it's a different position. Yeah, it is. We're, we're not based on so much our physical ability like younger players. We're based on our maturity, reading the game. She's still got a little ways to go with that. Yeah. Fantastic player. I do think the US probably missed out considering what they have right now in terms of goalkeepers. But on the youth side also, it's not necessarily what we're looking at for on the world the World Cup stage, right? But what's one of the most interesting and you can maybe comment to this is that no team really in particular has this star goalkeeper, right? So none of the goalkeepers in the tournament really have claimed that number one goalkeeper position in the one USA. No, I'm talking about all of the goalkeepers in the tournament. Who would you consider to be the best goalkeeper in the Based tournament? Based on their domestic league, yeah. Endler, because she plays with PSG. Okay. And with France and in that league, which is so competitive. But I mean, I see what you're saying. There's no yes. hope solo. There's no figure point. A female there's no player. figure point for the, for the, the But maybe one that's a good thing because I love hope solo, great goalkeeper. But let's be honest, 
She runs her mouth a lot, and there's a reason why she's become the figure point of female goalkeeping, and potentially there are some, and we won't get into these controversial yes. topics, but there's some reasons why Hope Solo is not playing for the US Women's National Team. And there's, there's reasons why she's not being a commentator for the US. She's on the BBC now. National markets, it's only for BBC. Everyone, so that's, get your VPN and watch on BBC, because the commentary is so much better. It is what it is, but I won't, uh, the, one of the last things I want to point out about this Chile-Sweden match is that out of the entire game, uh, other than Endler, Toro on the left flank, their left back, was there defensively the entire game. And I gotta say, out of, out of Chile's entire team and Sweden's entire team, that was the player of the match for me. She was at every critical moment against Sweden when they were going at ball, when they were defending. She put her body on the line. She was an incredible player to watch. Uh, it's unfortunate with the rain delay that Sweden came out on a fresh foot and was able to yeah, regenerate. The rain, the rain screwed them, let's be honest. The it rain did. screwed them. The fact is... And this being their first entry into the World Cup play, it kind of sucks that this is the way that that game went. But we'll see how things happen. They've yeah. got they've got a, a, a an easy opponent coming up in the USA on Sunday, so that should be a fun one. I'm sure Chile are rooting for their uh, success after seeing the next game. We're going to talk about USA annihilating, destroying, robbing. Like I don't know, just beating Lighting up, on fire. just beating up the Thai national team. Like killing them and then killing them more. It was just, like setting their bodies. Did on anyone fire. else get tagged in a picture of a Thai baby crying? Because that, that's what happened on Twitter. I got tagged in a picture of a Thai baby crying twice. Twice you tagged me in it. And I'm not okay with that because I felt like the Thai baby. Because like I said earlier, been there, done that. These sort of games suck for one team. But Kelly, I'll let you start. I know USA through and through. Go on, how did you feel oh, about the game? Hold on, I will say, I am, I am from the US and I love USA through and through. When we get to that quarter round game against France, it's gonna be a very hard game for me because I'll probably have to wear both jerseys at one time. You're from America, what is wrong with you, woman? That's like me being like, if England plays USA, I'm going to struggle with who to root to. No, ma'am, you do not have a French passport. You do not live in France. I do not care what you say. You are an American. It's not all in my head. She's an American. Basically, what Kelly is saying is she knows that France will beat the USA, and she wants to root for the winning team. I have, I have Francis winning the whole thing. I just do. It doesn't mean you shouldn't support your team. I support my team through and through. I, I love them. But it you'll have nice. to wear a French But when it comes to the quarterfinal, it's going to be hard. Win it's going to be a draw. hard game to watch. Win or draw, I'm USA if they lose, I'm French. God. Bonjour, Kelly. Needless to say. Identity crisis, though. It is an identity crisis. Needless to say, it was a demolishing of Thailand. There is a lot of points being made right now about this game on whether or not after six goals, seven goals, if, if even that at that point was too much, if they should have already put themselves on the back burner. Oh, hell no. Hell no. There is no... And I've said okay, something again. Hold on, were we no. preparing for this? You told me that they should have stopped. No, that's not what I said. No. no, that's not what I said. No. There is no mercy policy in professional women's soccer. There is no, this and is not high school. And there should be a mercy policy in the World Cup because I, if we're talking about the one tournament 
that you do not put on, put yourself on the back burner and take it easy. It's the World Cup. I didn't Because everybody is qualified to get into this tournament. I'm not angry at you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't. This is not the tournament or the game, regardless of the score, to sit back on. I didn't say, no should, I didn't say I should stop. As a professional, if I'm on the USA team, I want to keep going to the 90th minute. And that's what they did. They scored yeah. their 13th goal, Carly Lloyd, scoring in three World Cups. Excellent stuff for Carly. Uh, in the 90 plus two minute, they work hard till the end. But as someone watching the game, in my heart, I was hoping that the Thai goalie might grow five feet and start covering the whole goal with her jumbotron arms Unfortunately, that's not possible. I don't know what games you watch where goalies grow five feet in a game. That's like my dream. If I'd have grown five feet, I'd have played for the English women national team. I'd have been in the World Cup right now. How, what's your size now? I don't know. I, on my college roster, my college roster was like five foot seven. Oh, you were, she's not five foot seven. I know this for a fact. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't just a, a demolishing. Let's talk about it. So, Alex Morgan, the obviously the lead goal scorer in this game, got five goals this match, right? Carly Lloyd uh, has now scored in three World Cup. It's not a final. I mean, it's just the, a, it's the World Cup finals. That's what the World Cup is called as a whole, because it's not the World Cup qualifiers. Yes, we're it's the final we're tournament of the World Cup. The World Cup finals. It's the World Cup tournament. That's what we call it. It's not the World Cup qualifiers. You've qualified for the World Cup finals. Right. And then there's a final of the World Cup finals. But she got a hat trick against Japan. What are you talking about? She scored in three separate World Cup finals. Oh, so we just call it finals even the final tournament? It's the finals because they qualified. They're not part of the qualifiers. They're in the World Cup finals. It's okay, guys. Look, Kelly's mind is blue. She has had like two beers, a mimosa. It's okay. Why are we keeping tabs? Daydreaming about France. <laughs> I am. I am daydreaming about France. Anyway, Carly Lloyd has now scored in three World Cups. Yes. In Kelly Talk. In Kelly Talk. Um, Who else scored? Because there's a lot there's of There's actually a lot. So, one of the most interesting things about this game, in particular, when we're talking about the, the scoring potential of this game and, and the results that we got, right? So, we were looking at at least two other players outside of Carl, uh, not Carly, but outside of Alex Morgan, who had the ability to get a hat trick, right? We had uh, Roosevelt sitting on a brace, we had Muse sitting on a brace. Uh, Rapino, in my mind, got the best team goal of the match, which ended up being their 12th goal, I believe, where Carly Lloyd disrupted play and Thailand's end of the field. Passed it to Kristen Press, who does what she does best, which bomb up that right field, right? And then passed it over, and for a second, when I was watching it uh, live, I thought that uh, Alex Morgan played a dummy to Rapino, but it just, and, and replay, I could see that Alex Morgan just wasn't able to reach the ball in time, and, and Rapino made the run. But when you're thinking about a team goal collectively through and through, you're looking at that that goal, right? Because you've got your striker, Carly Lloyd, disrupting play for Thailand, passing it out to Press, your winger. She's bombing up the field, slots it through to your other striker, Morgan, and your other winger 
Rapino comes for the follow through. That to yeah. me was the best goal of the match. It didn't matter whether it was the 12th goal, the second goal, the seventh goal, it didn't matter. That was the best goal of the match because that's exactly why you do not put on the brakes, right? Yeah, and things what? like that, the combination play between all of those players is why you do not put on the brakes. You need that combination play to start the momentum forward. Uh -huh. And what I think is cool, if you're a US fan looking at it, is that you had, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different scorers. That's cool because you've got squad depth. It right. shows that you have goals from different places. So many times in professional soccer, you end up relying on one player to finish your goals all the yeah. time. And that's difficult in tournament soccer because it's so many games in a short space of time. So the US has that squad depth. They have those goals in them from different players and that's exciting. But I am gonna play devil's advocate here. Let's be honest, you're playing as Thailand, 35th in the world, didn't come in with a performance. Their marking looked like they were marking ghosts. They, 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 they were marking thin air. Belgium beat them 7-0. Yeah, you, you were playing against yeah, Belgian women's soccer. Like They beat them 7-0. Thailand somehow made it to a World Cup. Great for them. They were at practice yesterday taking selfies with the USA team because they were so excited about this chance to play these superstars. Look, I think it's brilliant they made it here. It's great that they're playing at this level, but does this really mean that much? Is it really that impressive? that you're scoring goals when the goalkeeper is throwing the ball to you or when the, the defenders are parting like the sea that, and again, biblical references aren't my thing, but parting like the sea of whatever when Moses. the guy, Moses, walked through. That's exactly what it looked like. You know, there was no, there was no defense. The poor goalie was left overexposed constantly. And is it, is it that impressive? It's it's not an impressive number. No, I would not. I would not take it onto like that. This is an impressive game, and its players played impressively, right? So like, we're looking at a, actually a different lineup that that was expected, right? So Sauerbrunn actually was left out of the starting eleven. She's a a, a, right, a central back that we expect to see in the starting eleven, but was left out for precautionary issues with a knock that she got earlier in the week. And we saw Earths drop back and we saw Haran take the mid. So honestly, it, more than anything, this was a compromise, or not a compromise, but this was a look to see how things would flow between players. This was a practice for them. Yeah, but right? they, they would have more. No, let, let me say this, let me say this. Okay. They would have a better practice playing against 11 USA players against 11 US play, SA players than playing against Thailand who don't have a single professional player in their team. There was no competition when that's they faced. That's not our problem. I'm not saying it's not your problem, but I'm saying that I think it's going to be problematic for them. They're going to they're going to walk past Chile on Sunday. Sweden might put up a bit of a fight, but when they come, let's just say everything happens and we do end up with a France versus USA game. Are France going to be more prepared after playing potentially tougher oppositions and the USA having walked through a, a practice game? Okay, they're not going to walk through because, I mean, as you said, I don't think Sweden's going to pull up that much of a fight, but they are going to put up a fight, right? So Chile, uh, Chile is not... They'll beat Chile 5-0, easily. That's, no. my, that's, my, that's my guess. Uh, with, what, with what I saw from Chile today, I don't see that being a possible thing. I mean, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. <laughs> But, <laughs> I mean, look at me, I'm so tired. They're so tired of the Sweden game, but 
we're looking at them playing Sweden, we're looking at them playing Spain, right? So Spain itself is also a contentious fight. So I don't see them having a cakewalk to France. It's like just I all we, we said it with Jay in the pregame. It's all about getting hot at the right time. I wonder, have the USA got hot a little bit too early? Are there too many people in Midway right now saying that it's another World Cup in the books? Like, I don't know. I just you've wonder. Got te you, you have teams that you've got to fight against, though, that are coming up that are just as good as you. And the one team, and, and we talked about this, you and I, uh, Jason Longshore with our World Cup updates have also talked about this idea that France and U.S. are going to be compared side by side. And that's because they are exactly the same. They've got people on their team that even though they're not strikers, have the ability to strike at any time, right? They're the most deadly going forward and the most solid defensively that mark in comparison with the U.S. with what we're able to do. So when you're really looking at a team that can do that, I mean, the only other team that I could think of in this tournament is England, who has the ability to hold that defense. And, and, and I don't know about holding defense right now. I'm a little shaky about England. I mean, Scotland, you played a good Scotland team. But that's your first thats your first game in the group stage. So, yeah, the U.S. got, a, in my mind, a really easy group to get out of. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the way that everything lines up in the bracket, they're not going to have an easy run to the final. And that's, I think, what matters the most, is that if everything falls into line the way that brackets should fall in line, you're going to see... U.S. come out of this group in the first place. You're going to see them meet Spain in the knockout, and then you're going to see them have to fight against France so in the quarterfinal. This is a good one. Based on today's performance by the USA, France and USA face up. Who wins? If we do not have Earth, okay. So hold on. I'm going to be I'm going to be solid on this. If we have Haran in the midfield and Ertz having to play as a center back, we're screwed. <laughs> this girl claims to be American. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> Get over here. Unfortunately, Donald Trump is American. Ertz made her career as a center back. She did. I'm not saying she's not great. Jay no, is no, getting no. into the no. argument time right out. now. Time out. No, time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. She just won 13 million. Let me explain myself. Jay is heckling me because he's not allowing me to explain myself. Julie Ertz is the most solid midfielder that we have. If we're playing a game, I want her in the midfield. She's absolutely great as a center back, which is where you got me wrong here. She's fantastic as a center back, but if I'm looking at a game going against France, which is extremely dominant in possession, extremely dominant in a counterattack, and if not, just attack in general, you need that midfield to break up their attack, and if Julie Ertz is not in that midfield, we're and this is why Kelly struggles in Twitter because she only has 140 characters to get out her rage. So she thinks we're screwed. Well, I, why am I saying we're? I am very not USA. You think USA are screwed? I would think it'll be a close game, but I think France will France come is gonna through. Win. But it's why we're screwed. Thing. I'm not saying that France is gonna blow us out. I'm just God. Jay is yelling very vocally the word I'm screw. Really, I'm going to take my place, Jay. I'm just really shocked that you said that you guys are screwed. <laughs> Look, if Sauerbrunn 
does not make it back to the to the back line, right? And we do not have Julie Julie Ertz in the midfield. I'm looking at the camera now because I should not be looking at Jake. We do not have Julie Ertz in the midfield to disrupt the play of France going to that quarterfinals. Yeah, we're gonna have a really hard time getting out of that game because I can tell you right now, Renard is going to. Renard's not gonna let us. Kelly's Kelly's American meter. Kelly's American meter just crashed. 13 goals and now screwed. 13 goals. USA are playing front. Thailand. We all agree that Thailand was not the opposition we we could count 13 goals against. You guys are setting me up to fail on this. USA, USA, you are screwed. You are screwed. I just hope Alex Morgan. You were in English. I just hope Alex Morgan isn't watching our podcast because she's gonna be so upset that we think she's screwed. I, I think that you need to get Sauron back. And you need to Ertz in the midfield. So you brought up my England jersey. I have to touch on this for one minute. You watched the England game, I watched the England game. Yes, I did. And Scotland almost got the better of you. Yeah, I mean I, I'm not bothered about you saying that. I think she's trying to hit me in the heart. There's one thing that will happen that will never happen. I will never root for France against England. I will never underestimate my team. I will never cheer for Scotland because I am English. Anyway, yeah, it was a close game. There was 45 minutes, it was not a close game. For 45 minutes, England was all over them. I think if we'd have finished a couple more of our chances, if we'd have stayed on side, we had a couple of offside calls. If we'd have got three goals in that first half, game over, we win that game 6-0. Yeah. We win that game 6-0. Scotland obviously got a freaking hammering from their coach. Scottish people are really scary. I wouldn't want to be yelled at by that lady. I think she you know basically... What's so funny is that I watched that match on my laptop during travel as I was coming home from Baltimore. And my mom was sitting right next to me on the plane and I had my laptop up and my parents uh, were watching the game with me on silent, right? My mom looks at the Scottish coach and she goes, oh, I would not want to be a player for her team. Well, the Queen just gave her an MBE, an MBE. So she's doing something right. She's a great coach, but she probably gets the best out of her players by absolutely bollocking them. They got a bollocking, I'm sure. 45 minutes later, they were a different side. They pushed England. England got complacent. A really disappointing defensive turnover for the goal. Look too much like the men's team in the Nations League. Really disappointing out the back play. We've seen a lot of that in the Women's World Cup. Stop trying to do too much. Get rid of the fucking ball. Stop trying to pass it out the back pretty. Sometimes you've got to whack that ball out. Sometimes um, you do. Yeah. It, it's not all about pretty. It's a defensive pretty. measure. Um, but I was happy with what we saw in 45 minutes. If we can put that together for 90 minutes, we'll be a real challenger. If Scotland can put together their second half performance for 90 minutes, they'll get out of the group. Uh, not too bad. I think... I think we're good. I think we're I happy. think England's uh, first in that group, Scotland's second. That's my opinion on that group. Uh, that's how I that's how I frame but it. But we play on Friday, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, it'll be a fun it'll be a fun game to watch, a fun game to see how it ends. Uh, there's a lot of really impressive games coming up. Uh, we're seeing a really a really interesting one tomorrow with Germany versus Spain. What do we think is going to come out of that game? I mean, Germany came out of the, the gate flat-footed. Uh, they lost their number 10 as of right now, uh, depending because of a broken toe that they... Those that damn suffered, Chinese dirty players. She suffered from playing with China, but Spain was impressive when they played. 
So what do what do we see going forward with that with that game? I mean, I think out of the two games tomorrow, I mean, you also have France versus Norway tomorrow, which might also be a really really interesting game. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one to call. I don't. The predictions are so tough in this tournament because there's so many different factors going into it. I think Germany, as I said in the last game, gets a bollocking like the Scots did, and I think they come out and they play stronger. They are missing a player. I think they got their wake-up call against China, so I have Germany for that one. France versus Norway again. I think the Norwegians are a good, good team. They've got goals in them. They've got real athletes. They've got professional players. It's going to be a far more even match for France. It is. You've got two teams with a first, fully professional squad. Right. This will be the first time that we really see France be contended against. But I see France again, 2-0. You've got that. The 12-man thing isn't a myth in these World Cups. It does make a huge difference being on home soil, particularly if you take the pressure. I don't think France has any pressure on their shoulders. I think they've come into it with an open mind, particularly because of the success of the men's team. So I'm excited to see. I honestly think that gives them pressure, though. I, think I don't they think they play an open mind on no. that. I think France knows that the entire country is watching them. France, even, played, uh -uh. France played with so much fun. They're going they out. They're chilling. Because they're chilling. They, no, I don't think so. I think France knows what's in stake for them in this tournament because unlike the men, they're not playing on foreign soil. They were they were not playing in Russia. So when they when they if they were to fall out of that tournament for the men's World Cup, they're in Russia. I see on home soil. I see France winning. But it's on home soil. I see now. France winning three one, and that's about it. I mean, I'll take it. Norway's screwed. She thinks she's French anyway. Norway's screwed. Freaking Frenchy over here. I, I am French. why she's so rude. What are you saying? With I think I'm French. I know I'm French. French I'm not directly from France, but I'm French. Where's your French passport? I am going. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, for anybody who supports another team in this World Cup that's not from your home team, I support you because it's not about having to stand by your nationality for 120 percent. Like when Colombia play in I, different teams and she supports for Colombia, but she shouldn't because she's English. That doesn't, doesn't make sense. In the, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. in the World Cup, when Colombia played England, I was in a house of Colombians. When England beat them in a penalty shootout, I told everyone else in that room that England were, were the best. I, if Colombia plays England, there's no question. If, if Colombia plays someone else, of course I root for them. I, I mean, I will have a Colombian passport one day. So my question is, is because of my nationality, I am 100% uh, <laughs> Kelly's terrified. She, she's just given up. <laughs> just, just make a double jerseys or whatever. Thank you. Kit boys. I'm going to kit boys. I'm going to match kit boys and give them both of my jerseys and say split it in half. It's okay. I it love it too. You're allowed to support who you want to support. You're allowed to see who you want to see out of the end of this tournament. Regardless of... If you root for France, when France plays USA and you're an American, you should be deported. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Such a hard one. That is hard. It's all or nothing. All or nothing, guys. Look, I I want France to win that game as much as I want the U.S. to win that game. What? But that is going to be the game of the tournament, in my opinion. And there's 100% no way that's not going to happen now. 
with the way that the U.S. have played this game? Unless they lose to Spain. Because they're screwed. <laughs> Unless they lose to Spain, which you're absolutely right. Anyway. I didn't take that into account, but it could uh, are we Are we Women's World Cupped out? I think I'm Women's World Cupped out at, now that I've, I've got yelled at by two different people. But we love you. It's okay. Um, I do love I do love the U.S. I love France. France is my pick. That's my pick, and that's my professional opinion on it. I'm allowed to have the professional opinion, as you're allowed to have the professional opinion. No, no, I agree that I have France to win the World Cup. I have France to win the World Cup, but... I will not cheer for France if France somehow came across England. I don't want them to win. Just because my brain thinks they'll win doesn't mean I want them to win. Okay. That's just... <laughs> Cheers. It is. Regardless, I'm glad you tuned in. I'm glad that you went through this journey with us at Midway Pub. We had a great time. Yep. Love uh, it. We had a good time watching the U.S. blowout. Uh, What's your Atlanta United score for tonight? There's an Atlanta United game. Oh, that's right. Prediction. Okay, so the Atlanta, if you're watching this, obviously the game has already happened. Unless Jay's a freaking wizard and puts this out before the game is aired. Not happening. Not happening. Jay, Jay, Jay has something to do. Uh, producer Jay Riddle's got sleep and things to do. Um, but my scoreline for this against the Charleston Battery is I feel like we're going to see a lot of our subs playing the match. We're going to see maybe Brandon Vasquez finally getting a start again. We're going to see Brandon Vasquez. Oh, and that's funny. He plays for our team. Um, uh, we're going to see Paul, Bo uh, Paul Pogba starting. We're going to see uh, Andrew Carlton slotting in the midfield. I might uh, be interested in seeing Andrew Carlton and Justin Miram connecting. Uh, but I think maybe we win this 3-1. Not that bad. I think we'll concede. Yeah. We're going to have Carning We're going to concede at least one. We're going to have Carning probably, maybe a bit of a mix, mix and match in the back four. I'm going to go with 2-1. Who's, who's somebody that you see on the starting lineup that's not normally there? Vasquez. Vasquez. <laughs> oh, by the way, he plays for our team. I just want to let you guys know that. Brandon Vasquez, if you don't know who he is, just look him up. He played for us the first season. He did really well the first season. Really, He actually was one of the, the better subs in the first season we ever played. And then Barker and then sort of ruined just, his life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to comment on that. But uh, either way, I'm glad you tuned in. Thank you again for chilling out with us, hanging out with us at Midway Park. Sorry, and this was probably really intense. Me and Kelly kind of had a fight. We get into it when we talk about the World Cup. It's a very uh, heated debate. Um, and we look forward to bringing you more World Cup content, so just keep it posted, honestly. What about Jason's show? Should yes, we get that out there? Yes, absolutely. So every day, uh, around 5.30 or a little bit later, uh, either Jason, Jess, and I will all be on the phone, or it'll be one of us with Jason. We'll have a call in to wrap up that day's World Cup matches, give us uh, our analyst uh, uh, approach on the games that were played, our feedback, our opinions, and then also give a preview of the games to come the next day. So if you want all of the World Cup content, uh, introduction on players, introduction on teams, analysis of how the game is gonna go, check that out every evening for soccer down here. This has been uh, Queens of the South with Unrelegated and Atlanta United Fan TV. We are so glad you joined us. We'll see you next time. We're screwed. <laughs> We're screwed. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Queens of the South. <laughs> World Cup Special. <laughs> Sorry, we were in a vibe, Jay. Just let us have our vibe.